The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. And always, like you say, we have a great show. I got my guest returning, former NFL player, Nesby Glasgow, you done that? I'm here, James. How you doing today? Oh man, good to have you back on. Good boom. Tell me what's going on down there in Seattle. You know, we're just uh enjoying ourselves, you know, glad it's not raining, uh, enjoying the weather, so no, all's well in Gotham as they say. That's good, that's good. You know, our fan base is going crazy again, you know, the practice has started so uh, you know, everybody's wearing their 12 jerseys and running around, you know. I already had the Seahawks in the Super Bowl again, so we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Well, let's get started, you know. Uh, well, you know, it's NBA, but football already, already start back up. We got the draft. We got some teams that um, already um, players holding on. But uh, we'll start with your Seattle. You know, we got uh, Russell Westbrook. I see that... Um, you know, I don't get into where they don't want to pay these guys, and that's been then they wait till last year, and he has proven. Um, do you think that's a slap in the face for um, them to do that to Russell? Uh, yes. I mean, but you know, that's also part of the business. Uh, but I think in the end, things are going to get worked out. Uh, and yeah, at this point, you know, as an organization, they really don't have a choice. Uh, you know, he pretty much is the face of the Seahawks, and and the fan base would go crazy uh, if they don't give him, you know, the type of contract that most people out here believe he, he has earned. He actually has earned. So it's going to be interesting to see how Spidey plays out. But I suspect that in the end they will compensate him and and everybody will be happy about it and then we'll be able to move forward. Yeah, yeah, you got to do that. Well, y'all got Jimmy Graham over there from uh, – the water, that's a good pickup, and then you got still got the beef. You know, that's great. I mean, y'all still got everybody intact on that. Do you see y'all going back to the Super Bowl? I mean, it's hard to keep doing that. You know it is. Well, well, you know, I've said for a long time now that just on um, not just the physical side of the game, but the mental side of the game, uh, the Seahawks are as mentally tough as any team I've seen in a long time. So, and what's great about them is that they don't rest on the laurels. They're not going to think that they're all that and they're all everything because they've been to the Super Bowl twice. It's kind of like, you know, we've gotten there. We reached that goal the first time. Uh, last year we didn't. 
So we owe it to ourselves to get back there again. So uh, they're, they're going to be hungry. And, and that's what's great about those guys is that they stay motivated. They stay after each other. Uh, you know, practice and camaraderie and everything, they are as one. Every time you hear Russell Wilson talk, he's always deflecting his play. You know, because when people want to talk about, you know, the great job he did, he's always talking about his line and his receivers, his running back. And, and to me, that's that's probably what makes them – as good as, as they are because, you know, when you have a, a guy like that that's always deflecting what he's doing and making it about, you know, like I said, you know, it's not about I and me, it's about we and us. And he always, he's always been inclusive. And so those guys are as tight as any team I've ever seen, and they're going to fight hard, they're going to play hard. And, uh, you know, even though uh, they're going to have that uh, target on them, they're, they're going to be ready for it. They'll, they'll be ready to come out this year and compete and win enough games and make it to the playoffs. And once you go to playoffs, you know, all bets off. You know, whoever gets there are the team that plays the best in that situation, and they'll be in the Super Bowl again. But uh, make no mistake, they're not saying to themselves that, you know, this is going to be an automatic deal for us. You know, we did it the last two years, so third year is going to be a cinch. Those guys work hard. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like you say, they work hard and they get the same team. But, um, I mean, you got to look at y'all division too, you know. Y'all got, um, San Francisco that just completely demolished, you know. Let's talk about that real quick, you know. That team just totally tore up from the coaches to the players. Where do you see them going next? Well, uh, the 49ers? Yeah. Uh, it, it, to me, they, they're, they're not the 49ers of the past. I mean, you know, you've lost the coach. You've lost some key players. Uh, you know, your quarterback, you know, has had some off-the-field issues. So, uh, you know, if they can bounce back and and and, and be a significant player, uh, that's going to be uh, something to really talk about, you know, because right now I think the organization is a little bit in disarray, you know, between uh, – the ownership and, and the coaches' staff, so uh, let alone the players. And then you had some key players, you know, to say I've had enough and quit. So uh, I don't see them being the powerhouse that they once were. Uh, they they have a whole lot of making up to do. And, and you know, maybe, you know, they'll get somebody through free agency or, you know, a, a young draft choice that will help stabilize that organization. But right now they're in disarray. Yeah, that's right. And that's one of those teams that's in your division. But you got to look at too. I mean, you got um, the Rams. Let's talk about the Rams. That's, they had a great year the last two years. They was losing some games, but they seem like an upcoming team. You know, now, well, um, yeah. go ahead. That's, that's the one team that I think matches up the best in terms of the division against our offense. Uh, the Rams uh, front four. They seem to always dominate our front, and they seem to always uh, make it just a, <laughs> a, a hard-fought game. I mean, you know, it's low scoring. They beat each other up. Uh, it's like every time they play us, they get up for us. Now, we've won some games, but we haven't uh, dominated them like other teams. And a lot of the time, a lot of it has to do with their defense because as an offense, we're not on the field that much when we play against those guys. But you think that's going to be our team that y'all going to, you know, going to be fighting for y'all with that, or do you see y'all running away with that division? 
Oh, no, there's no way we're going to run away with the division. I mean, you know, when you look at what's taking place down in Arizona, and that team has progressively gotten better and better and better. And, you know, who knows? You know, right now I'm saying the odds are not in San Francisco's place. I mean, are not in, in, in... It's going to be tough for San Francisco to really come back and be that dominant team that they were. It just it just is. But uh, I, I think uh, Arizona, they've been kind of moving, you know, upward, upward, upward the last two or three years. Uh, you know, once again, when I look at the Rams, you know, their, their front is, is a dominant front. I mean, they, they're playmakers. They, they make a lot of plays. And for some reason, that's the one team that when I look at that game, you know, the guy, their guys up front on defense beat up our guys up front on offense consistently. And that's what, that's why we struggle when we play against the Rams. Yeah, so, okay, let's get out of that division, you know. Y'all looking good over there, so you see y'all taking that. But let's go and talk about, uh, before we get out of there, about, I like to talk about Kaepernick now, quarterback for the Niners. You know, man, started off, took over the job, and then kicked um, Alex Smith out of there, which I thought that was crazy, how you kick, you know, a quarterback that's hurt and he loses his job. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, you know, he had that great year, came on, had a, a decent year the next year where they, you know, but now it's like they don't even want him. They think about trading him. What's, I mean, is it through the turn of events can happen like that that fast, Nancy, for a player? Well, you know, it, it, is, it is now. I mean, you know, the, the, the game in terms of, you know, loyalty and everything, you know, we used to talk about it, but you truly are as good as your last play. And, uh, I mean, think about this, you know, when you look at all that Russell Wilson has done for this community, as well as the team, uh, you would think they would want to make him, you know, one of the, the top paid quarterbacks in the National Football League. Uh, yet that's not the case. And, you know, you can have a dominant year and you slip up and they're ready to see you on your way. And that's just the nature of the business today. Yeah, that is it. You ain't lying. But we got to go back to where we got to go back to um, over there and say, you know, uh, do coaches really make that big of an uh, impact, um, Nesby? I think so. I, I think uh, coaches do make an impact uh, in terms of, you know, how they how they treat their players. And, and what I mean by that, you know, the, the better coaches – he has the capacity to speak all the different languages. You know, he's not looking for choir boys. He's not looking for this or that. You know, he just wants guys that can play well. You know, now if you're a hardhead or, you know, if you're a choir boy, he can speak your language. He can inspire you. He can say things that resonate with you. And to me, those, those have always been the great coaches because they know how to coach their players. And it's not just a, a straight you know, good guy kind of player, you know, even the guys that other coaches have had issues with, this guy can talk to this guy the way he needs to be spoken to, and the guy gets it and respects it, and he plays hard for that coach. And so when you look at all great teams, more than not, they've had coaches that have given their players enough room to be themselves, and those guys play hard for that coach. They play hard for each other, but they also play hard for the coach. That's the one thing I think the Seahawks have probably going for themselves uh, more than any other team is that, you know, they've drank the Kool-Aid. They believe 
in their head coach. They know that Pete has their best interest at heart. And, you know, he's going to do everything he can to always convey that to his guys. And he rewards his guys. You know, he's always uh, having uh, positive things to say about those guys. And, you know, he, he motivates them and, and, and he keeps them moving in the same direction as one. And so that's, that's a significant advantage that they have is that their coach is, is in bed with his players. I mean, he's almost like he's one of those guys. He's like, you know, I'm in this with you. And he's, and they bought it. They believe that Pete is in it with them. So when you have that type of strong connection with your coach, it's, it's just harder to quit on that guy. Nancy, Nancy, what happened to um? I thought he was a great coach. I thought he the one got them going. Um, God, the black coach though at the Niners before. Um, how I got there? Oh. What was his name? Oh shoot! Now, so you, now you know I've, I've been hit way too many times in my head, but I know who you're talking about. Well, well uh, what we do? We, we got to go to break. When we come back, maybe both of us we can figure it out who that was. But we're gonna take a break. And then we'll be back, my guest, um, Nesbitt. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are going global with gas. Man. Is that Matt the intern? That's here. Look, I made this show. Dude, you totally made it, man. You were doing the Big Brother tryout today. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Kevin. Yeah, go ahead, Matt. All right, let's, come on. Let's play Drug Code. Where'd you learn that, Cheech? Drug's cool. Uh, we're going to play some porno music or not, and this is the game that we play that you're going to hear some music, and it's either from a porn or it's not. Live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific time on the voiceamerica.com variety channel. Going global with gas. Man. How the hell do they know that I got gas? Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. 
This is Jan Levy, your host, Levy and Sports Talk. I'm back to the show with my guest, former NFL player Nesby. You there, Nesby? Yes, I'm here. All right, I'm glad you didn't leave me. But yeah, that that coach you was talking about was Mike Singletary, you know. Yeah. Played with the mm-hmm. Bears, all Hall of Famer, and went on to Minnesota. What do you think happened with him there? Uh, I think maybe, you know, he was just defensive-minded and, you know, they, they wanted some more, uh, a coach that really had a offensive background in terms of being uh, at the head, at, you know, at, on point. Uh, you know, it's about how many points you can score, not how many points that you can prevent a team from scoring, I guess, in the National Football League. At least that's that's that seems to be uh, how most organizations are run today. They're always striving to have an explosive offense, even if it's at the cost of the defense. So. Yeah, that is true. I mean, it seemed like, I mean, um, the players, he was getting in their face. I don't think they liked that, you know, um, the tight end. Um, God, but he, uh, I think we have been hitting the head train time now. The tight end for San Francisco. I can't remember his name. I know, but I know. Oh, uh, it's pretty good too. But anyway, yeah, he kicked yeah. him off the field during the game. You know. Mm-hmm. But hey, but you know, Mike was Mike was old school. I mean, you know, he he came from the era where you know coaches coach us backwards. They always challenged us. They always told us we couldn't do this or that. And our pushback would be, "I'm gonna show you, coach, we can." Where guys today, you can't talk to them that way because they haven't been spoken to that way. They've always been told how good they are. Uh, all the things they can do, and and coaches coach them from that perspective. And and to me is that you have to really be condescending the whole idea. Uh, how do I get the most out of my players that I'm coaching today? And I think you get the most out of the players that you coach in the day, even if you want to try to use that uh, backwards old school mentality. It's you know, goddammit, son, I've seen you do this. I know you can do this. You know, so it's not like, you know, you're trying to be soft and easy with them. You're being hard and direct, but you're being hard and direct in a positive way, not a negative way. Well, why do you think, like, Belichick's so successful and, you know, no coaches that's been around, like Tom Coughlin, you know? Why are they so successful? Well, I mean, when you look at those guys today, I mean, if you look at both of them, I don't see either one of them kind of, uh, having, uh, I guess you can call it, you know, anger, anger management issues on the sideline. You know, they 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 both are more reserved coaches now. They they both uh, their, their personalities are, are 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 calmer. You know, back in the day, you know, they were they were gonna always be in somebody's face. You know, and 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 saying you know some really negative things about their players, but. Uh, you seldom hear that verbiage come out of their mouth today. They they just they they may you know have that certain look, but they don't get in players' faces and and say things that are truly negative about their players anymore. Yeah, yeah, you do. You, you do see that more relaxed. But I see Tom Coughlin go um, crazy on the sideline a few times. Yeah, you but know. he I mean he's calmed down a whole lot. I understand he's calmed down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's just not conducive in getting the most out of your players today. So, I mean, you know, you're just you're burning daylight, you know, when you want to holler and scream at a guy because most players today will shut down when they, when you do that to them. And yeah, you don't want true. your players shutting down. Well, let's go back to my division over here. You know, the Bears, 
Um, they looking all crappy. They still kept Cutler, but they released Brandon Marshall. Did you see that coming with that? I mean, is it, you know? Uh, no, I never saw that coming. I never saw that coming. Never, never in a million years saw it coming. But, you know, uh, uh, you know, they, I mean, Cutler's their guy, so hey, they're going to sink or swim with them, and, you know, they've been drowning a lot, so I guess they're going to continue to drown. <laughs> Listen, your opinion. I'm just saying. Is it the money they keep in him, or they just really think he's going to improve? Which one do you think it is? Uh, I don't. I don't see him improving. I mean, he is who he is. I mean, that's how he's played since he's been there. Uh, you know, he can, uh, you know, look like sugar one game and look like the other s the next. So, and it's kind of like you know, when you're paying a guy that kind of money. It's about consistency. It's about consistently making those plays that need to be made to win games. And they'll have a phenomenal game, and then it'll be a flop. And so it's like a roller coaster. And you don't want that position to be that roller coaster type of player. You know, you want some consistency. And he's been around, he's really been around way long enough to start being more consistent at this level. Now, I'm going to throw some quarterback and some players' names out there. You tell me uh, what you think. When is they going to be able, they're going to pull the plug on them and just kind of sit them down or get rid of them? Let's start off, um, you can say, you know, in a year or whatever. Let's let's, let's start off with, um, I'll go over to RG3, Washington. Oof. Oh, well, you know, I, I still believe he has a lot of shelf life left, uh, it's a matter of him, you know, overcoming injuries and uh, knowing that he can lead his team to the playoffs. Uh, for me, at least, if I'm not on the uh, on the, on that side, player personnel side, I'm going to give him opportunity to prove to me that he's not that player that I projected him to be, because I think his work ethic and everything else. If there is a player that has a chance to come back and and, and rebuild himself and, 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 you know, sharpen his tools and everything, uh, I'm going to say it's him. So I'm not ready to give up on him yet. Eli Manning, I mean, he had but two bad years. I mean, 15 interceptions one year. Uh, you know, you, you got to look at, at the facts there. I mean, at, at some point, you know, you, you got you to gotta pull that string. You got to say, you know, he's he's – He's gone down two years in a row, and if he goes down this year, then he is that guy that he is, and it's time to move on and replace him with someone else. I mean, to tell the truth, Nassim, um, the year where he kept on six interceptions in a game, shouldn't he have been pulled sometime? Of course. You know, I've always said, you know, sometimes coaches don't know when to give their player a time out, you know, just to let him sit, regroup, you know, regather himself, uh, just to, you know, think about what he's doing. I mean, sometimes when you do that, it does help because that player regroups, he, he gets things figured out, whatever, and he comes back a different guy. But they've let him play too long that way, and there's been no talk of sitting him down, no talk of replacing him. Um. Jay Cutler. 
Uh, they're going to die with Jay Cutler. I hate to say this about your Bears, but, I mean, they, they've come too far with them. They showed the world that he's their guy. And if the world doesn't believe in him, the Chicago Bears do. So, you know, you got to live with it. I'll save you a little time so you can talk as long as you want. But what's going on with my Eagles? I mean, they traded LaShawn McCoy, which I thought that was the craziest thing, and you bring in DeMarcus Murray, um, totally different backs. I mean, you know, if you're running that, you know, no huddle offense, you want LaCoy in. But, I mean, well, you know, the the, the, the coach there, to me, is uh, a typical post-era, post-our-era coach. And what I mean by that is that he wants everything to be about his plays, not his football players. And so if it doesn't work, it's going to be because he couldn't run his plays because McCoy ran his plays. So it's always about their plays as opposed to designing an offense that situates uh, the greatest attributes of the players. Whether it's on the defensive side or the offensive side, you know, you want to play to your player's strength as opposed to making it about your offensive alignments and your sets and your, and your play calling. Mm, you know, I mean, what you mean by the strength? I mean, what was their strength? Was okay, okay well, I'm saying, yeah, okay, I'll give you an example. Uh, you know, if you have a strong offensive line, oh, no, I'll give you an example. The Super Bowl. Let's go back to the Super Bowl. Okay. You, you have the best player on the field that night, Marshawn Lynch. Right. He's the best football player on the field that night. But everything's, at the end of the day, you give him the ball. You don't try to show off smart you all because you look at the New England Patriots, they have towels on their head because they know they can't stop him. They're already saying they're going to give the ball to Marshawn. We know this. We can't stop him, and it's over. So instead of Seahawks running the obvious play, they try to get cute. And they make up all this different reason why they try to get cute that makes no sense to us football players, and they lose the game. And, and that's what I mean, is that football teams should run plays that work. You can flip it over to the left, flip it to the right. Run the plays that consistently work for you. You don't need to have all these different fancy offensive sets all the time. Because sometimes it, it's brain overload with some of your players. So if you can play to your player's strength, in other words, you got an offensive line they can fire out. They can, they can, they can move that, that defensive line back, then you run it down their throat. You got guys that can block, they do the agile during their feet. You got a good quarterback, you got receivers. You know, you know, hey, be a gunslinger. You know, play to your quarterback's strength. If you got a bad running back, hey, let him run. Let him run. So you said teams overthink or the coaches that, you know. Oh, no, no, coaches overthink they, because they have so much. They, they have a gazillion plays. I mean, think about this. When we play, we had a thick playbook. Now, how much did we actually run in our playbook? Think about that. As thick yes. as that playbook was, half the stuff we never even ran. Every ran. Right. So that's my point. Well, now these guys try to run everything that's in the playbook. And I don't get it. Yeah, but you was always going back to the same old place. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know what? what I mean? I'm a firm believer. Yeah. If it ain't broke, 
hey, don't fix it. I mean, make teams stop stop you from doing what you do best. That's all I'm saying. That's what we do. We'll take another break. We'll come back. I'm going to throw out some other players and see if you think it's that okay. career with or they'll flop. But this is Jay Lovey. I guess Nesby, Glasgow. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. I have my guest, former NFL player, Nancy Glasgow. Ned, we're still doing it, aren't we? We're still doing it, James. And when I come up there in July, I want I want that cut. I want that lead-in intro song you play because it fires me up every time I hear it. You got it. It's all yours. And you'll get that cut right. on that golf course, too, when I take you out there. That's, that's good. All right. We'll play it. <laughs> well, Neil, what's going on with Minnesota Adrian Peterson? <laughs> it seems like Minnesota don't want him. He don't want them, but they're like, hey, you play here, you play nowhere. What is up? It's called C O N T R O L. It's about control. You know, it's, it's one of those situations where you don't do what I say do. You don't play where I say play. If you don't like it, sit out. And you know, but I think in the end, if he does sit out, they will eventually let him go. But. uh They've drawn the line in the sand. They don't want to back down at this point. And so he might as well go into training camp and play for Minnesota. And, you know, it is what it is. Uh, because right now they're going to at least make him miss, you know, part if not half the season. So 
they have to at least do that based on the verbiage that's come out of the mouth of the head coach. And so it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out because it's, it's, it's a travesty. It's one of those deals where uh, more thought probably should have been put into it, you know, and, you know, and it wasn't. So, you know, so now you have your best player that, you know, he's kind of like, you know, hey, you turned on me, so I have nothing to do with you. Where did they go wrong with this? I mean, was it because he beat his son? Or what did the, the Well, no, no, I, I think that, okay, beating, beating your son, there are degrees of beating your son. So did his son need to be hospitalized? Did he need, you know, a doctor, you know? And you have to realize, too, that I, I'm sure his daddy probably did the same thing to him. Now, with that being said, was it right? No, I don't think it's right. I don't think you need to, to, to beat your child down or anything like that. But I also don't don't believe that uh, with who he was and how he's carried himself and the persona that he's had that, you know, he's not no wild, crazy, you know, beat my child every time my child look at me kind of father. Because uh, if they would have had like, you know, a, a bunch of times where, you know, he had did all this and all that, that would have been one thing. You know, it's like the other gentleman we're going to talk about a little bit later in the show. You know, it, that that's something entirely different. Uh, you know, he, he has some, some serious issues. But, you know, at, at some point, you know, parents, you know, should have a right to discipline their children the way they choose to discipline them. Now, that may sound harsh to a lot of people, but, you know, I know I got my butt beat a bunch of times and I'm okay uh, you know I live yeah. through it I'm alright about it I still love my mama so uh, but I know it also taught me discipline it taught me to do things the right way uh, you know and sometimes you know just talking to a child doesn't work doesn't get them to move or change or stop doing whatever you're trying to have them stop doing I mean, it didn't help either when he came to court. Then he positive, tested positive for marijuana the day before. To me, that's 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 the greater issue because you know when first of all he's he's already in the the substance abuse program if they're testing him, so that's the the last thing he should have been doing was you know the calmer's nerves smoking some marijuana. But to me, that's that's the issue that should have gotten him suspended. Uh, really, you know, I'm going to still, you know, stand firm with the whole idea that, you know, talking to your children doesn't always work. It just doesn't. Yeah, I mean, nobody's saying what he did was wrong. We all got what when we was younger, but. Why it was so that, you know, Minnesota, I think, that's what I just, I think Minnesota, um, peace and thing, Minnesota turned his back on him, you know? Well, of course, I mean, that's, that's how he feels, and, you know, and, and to a certain degree, I guess, you know, you, you, I, would, I would probably feel that way, too. But I think at the same time, uh, he needs to put on his big boy pants, really, and say that's, that's the direction they decided to go in. 
And, you know, I think when you look at organizations and you look at the National Football League, they are always, even if it's just perception, about protecting their brand. So they won't protect their brand by saying that, you know, we will not allow our players to touch their kids and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Okay? Now, with that being said, that's, that's the stance that they've chosen. Now, I think, you know, Adrian Peterson would be better off just saying, you know what? Hey, this happened. It's behind me. Let's move on. Because, I mean, as an owner, would you want somebody playing for you that you know y'all having problems? Because you don't know if he's going to give his all out there, right? Uh, but no, no, no. Here's my point. If he doesn't give his all, then that's when you suspend him. That, that's, when you, that's when you sit him down. You know, if, if he wants to come out there and not give you his all, not play at the level that, you know, he's used to playing at, then you can sit him down for a while, you can suspend him, you can do all those things, but it's based on his actions, not yours. I, I think I probably would just trade him and, and wash my hands with him and say, you know what, you go your way and I go... You know, if I was no, no, man. but see, but see, now, see, that, that's, that, that big word control. See, they, they want to always let you know that they are in control, that they call the shot. So, he can fight that battle if he chooses, but that's not a battle that he can really win. You know what I mean? So, unless he's committed to sitting out the whole year, then, because, they're 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 going to make him sit. You know, if if he chooses to sit, they they're going to say they're going to wash their hands and say okay. But right now, they're not trading him. What would you do if you was Adrian? Would you sit? Because it seemed like he won't control too, right? I wouldn't sit. I mean, you know what? At the end of the day, I'm saying that they. You know what they, the National Football League, you know, they're, they're always trying to have a perception that their brand, football players, you know, we do everything we can to protect our football players and we do everything we can to protect society from our football players. And so with that being said, that, that's just a position they're going to hold. Now, he being a football player, he can choose to play or not play. But that's not anything that I would say, I'm not going to play. I'm not going to play now. I'd go ahead and play. At the end of the day, when I'm done, I'm done. But I would go ahead and play. That's just me. I, I wouldn't let that uh, affect how I play. Because if I get on that football field, I'm playing for my teammates. I'm not playing for the organization. I'm playing for my teammates. Yeah, I mean... Uh... Yeah, yeah. I mean, it seemed like I don't know. I guess I, I guess I'll be like you too. Just go ahead and play. But then you got that thing of, well, if I get hurt, I'm done for my career on a team that I didn't want to play for. You know. Well, I mean, whether he likes it or not, even if he quit today, he will always be known as one of the greatest players of all time for the Minnesota Vikings. So that's that's a given. So his name will always be associated with the Minnesota Vikings. Good, bad, and different. He will always be tied to the Minnesota Vikings. 
let's go back uh, there. Why did I still to this day? I know everybody you know say, you know, he didn't need the money, but he could have been the best. Why did Barry Sanders just walk away? Was he that angry at Detroit? You know, I'm not sure. You know, uh, my my thoughts were that at, at the time he walked away, they had just signed a backup quarterback who they had signed. They had just given the backup quarterback to Marino, who went to Detroit in free agency, uh, the biggest contract on the team. And if there was ever a team in the National Football League where the quarterback should not have been the highest paid, that was the Detroit Lions. And, and Barry Sanders could have always been the highest paid player on that team when he was there. You know, uh, yet, it, you know, it, it didn't happen. And, uh, you know, I think he was just kind of dissatisfied with the way they, they treated him and, and, and did him. And he said, you know, hey, you know, I'm, I got enough, so I'm walking away. I'm done. And he was done. I mean, he, 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 he's probably the most talented, you know, running back ever in terms of making something out of nothing. And he made, more players miss him twice on the same run than any running back I've ever seen. So, uh, you know, he just said, hey, I'm, I'm done. And he was done. I mean, it's like what you said. You got um, all those years there, you know, and that's a blessing to get all those years there. But you see these yeah. guys retiring, and, and, and I don't understand because, I mean, you got to love the game. You get to do what you can do out there play football and get paid big amount of money. And all these mm-hmm. people retire. I mean, what is it? Man? They, the love of the game is going out of it now? Oh, for sure. I mean, for a lot of these guys, you know, they they make so much coming in, the love runs out fast. <laughs> you know, they get concerned about injuries, you know, with all the concussions and, you know, and all that stuff that's going on, you know. They worry about that's going to happen to them. You know, it's, it's just... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a different world we live in. And, you know, the kind of money that's been paid guys today, you know, they can retire early. So that's what some of them are doing. Wow. I, I, I just would think, you know, you try and play like a breath rock until they make you, you know, go away, you know? Yeah. Or like, oh, you yeah. know, Erlacher wanted to play and the Bears, like, you know, we're not going to pay you this much. You know? I know. Think about that. Yeah, really? Okay. How were you for us out there? Was it on your term, or were you injured? No, I got I got injured after my 14th year, and uh, uh, the funny thing was that they actually called me back uh, the first week in August uh, to come back and play, and, and you know, I had made an oath to myself, pretty much, James, and, and that was, about, I think it was my seventh year, I said that, that if I don't get cut, I release, and... I don't start working out that second week in February, and that would let me know I was done. Because when we played, we didn't have year-round camp and all that kind of stuff. You know, a lot of guys that work, they wait till the end of March, uh, just before training camp started to start working out. And I always started working out that second week in February because I prided myself on conditioning, and and I knew that as long as I did that, I still wanted to play. Well, after I got hurt, I didn't do that. I remember I, I worked out a week maybe two weeks in March, 
And then I said, no, nah, I'm done. So then I had a retirement party, and then I get the call from the Seahawks, and I had to tell them, I'm not that same guy. Now, if I hadn't probably hurt my leg, I would at least been working out. I would have told them, hey, you know, you need me to give me a call. Uh, but, you know, at, at that point in time, I knew I wasn't the same guy. I, I knew that I hadn't prepared. So it was kind of like, you know, I got 14 in, so, hey, it, it's time to, you know, call it a career. I coaching my kids and having fun with them. So, and uh, never look back. Well, man, we got to take our last break. But when we come back, you know, uh, I'm going to ask you about a little bit of coaching. You know, uh, do you coach like you play? You know, so we want to hear, you know, uh, okay. how your coaching um, thing is, how you do it. Uh, we'll come right. back from this break. All right, take care. I'll be. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk, and I've got my guest from an NFL player, Nancy Glasgow, you still with me, Nancy? I'm still here, James. Sounds good. Well, now, before we get to your coaching, and uh, I know you do a great job at it, cause I know you, we talked about it last year, but, you do this. but um, we're going to get out of this NFL from now, but um, do you see it? I mean, you're seeing, like, new teams like um, Buffalo getting new players, getting a lot of older and, you know, um, 
Buffalo and uh, the Jets. Do you see it's going to be new teams finally starting to get into, like, the playoffs now? We're going to start seeing the old teams like Denver and New England not make it. Do you see that coming up soon? Uh, I'm going to say no. I mean, I, I think they're they're making moves, but I, I think that, uh, you know, some of, some of the old teams are, are still good. When you look at New England, uh, you know, I mean, even, you know, the way Denver has made his comeback, you know, they're going to still be a force to be reckoned with, uh, you know, and, you know, the Seahawks and you got the Seahawks and, and I think Arizona are, are the two teams out on the West. So, uh, it's going to be interesting to see everything unfolds, but I don't, I don't really see too many surprises in the end. Is this, um, um, uh, um, God, the quarterback for the Denver. I can't. Is this last year, Nesby? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think so. I, I don't see him uh, playing another year. I mean, you know, the, the the Manning name is royalty in the NFL, but you know, Eli and Peyton, uh, you know, they they probably stayed a year too long. Maybe I'd say I, you know, may not be the brightest or the nicest thing to say, but I would think that, you know, at least for Peyton, this should be his last hurrah, and if his brother struggles again, this will be his last hurrah. No, no, you really think that, huh? Oh, yeah. At least with the Giants. I mean, wow. you know, there may be an organization out there that think they can, you know, reignite him and, you know, you know, get him back to where he needs to be, you know, that, quote-unquote, they're just not coaching him right and New York, so, you know, I'm, I'm sure there'll be some folks that have drank that Kool-Aid, too, but, you know, point being is that uh, at the end of the day, when you've played as long as he has, it's like Cutler. They are who they are. Yeah, they they look to trade Phyllis Rivers, and I still see him playing. I thought a couple of years ago he would have been done, but he comes on at the end of the season and keeping him around. You know, that's what I think will be done by now, you know? Yep. Well, then let's get into your coaching. I know you do a lot of coaching, and uh, I hear a lot of, you know, young kids say, you know, when their dad coaching them, they're always tough on them. And when you coach, are you coaching like when you played or, you you know, you get these kids or are you taking a light on them? You know, I, I, I'm, I'm always uh, – first and foremost, making my kids believe in themselves. You know, uh, I'm always trying to keep them motivated in a positive way. And I'm always coaching them from the perspective that I want you to play as hard as you can for each other. That, you know, even at this young age, you disrespect the game of football when you stop playing the game as hard as you can. You know, I said, it's my job as a coach to pull you out when you get tired. It's your job as a player to give me everything you got every play. And um, it was amazing because we only had 14 players and we went to the championship. We ended up losing the championship. But the, the whole year we had to play against teams that had 30 players, you know, 28 players. Uh, we had the fewest players in the league. But I, I got those young kids to play as hard as they could for each other. And, you know, we would swap kids out and stuff. But point being is that once they – believe in that mantra, so to speak, 
they really started even, you know, at the age of 10 and 11, they would challenge each other, you know. You know, coach says, give us everything we got for each other. And that's what they did. So, uh, and, and you can, you can really sell that to young men and they will remember that the rest of their lives because I was sold that when I was a young man that my responsibility as a football player is to play each and every play as hard as I could. And that was a, a, a statement that was made to me by my little league coach back in the day. That's the, the same statement I got that he probably stole from the head coach in my high school, Ralph Vidal. He always talked about that. I mean, he was big on us playing each and every play as hard as we could for each other. And it was his responsibility as a head coach to see that we were tired and substitute. And I think when you get young men to, to buy into that mindset of, of playing each and every play as hard as you can, then you get the most out of your players and out of your team. And, and that's something you have to be able to convey to them. And once they buy into it and they have success, and they're off to the races. And, and that's what happened to our little guys this year that, you know, they bought into it, they drank the Kool-Aid, and they were off to the races. And just when, you know, when it got tough, they would always, you know, give it back to me, Coach. That is, you know, it's our job to play each and every play as hard as we can. It's the funniest thing ever, seeing that come out of the mouths of 10 and 11-year-old kids, you know. Coach, we're going to give each other everything we have. Everything we have all day, Coach, all day. And they did. Yeah. yeah. Hey, is is winning a good way to motivate kids? I mean, you know, you, you don't want them to think winning is everything, right, Nasby? I mean, is it? Yeah, oh, no, no. Winning, winning, winning really is a great way to, to motivate kids. But even if they start having successes and they lose, you know, they, they, they start thinking differently about themselves. You know, they do. They, they just, they, they view the world differently. They, they think all of a sudden, you know, I'm not as bad as I thought I was. You know, I can't compete on this level. You know, I can't have success on this level. And, and I think that's what's missing is that, you know, a lot of times it is based on, on, on wins and losses. But if you can sell them and talk about what they've done well as opposed to what they've done not so well, they, they really start to buy into the whole idea that I can be okay, I can have more wins than losses. Yeah, yeah, I can see that, you know. But, I mean, you know, some some coaches go and make it like if they don't win, it's a failure. It, it shouldn't be a failure. Well, no, no, it shouldn't be a failure. I mean, every game you play is, is, is a, a learning experience, you know. It really is. And and you need to coach and convey that with your players because you know if if, if all you want to do is is make everything about you know winning 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 and and you win at, at all costs you know then you start uh, I think crossing the line because you know you have coaches that cross the line you have players that cross the line. Uh, to win, you know, you can call it cheating, you call it, you know, intimidating your your players to scare them into reaching this level. And to me, that's the worst way you could coach a player is by intimidating him and scaring him into 
being the best player he can be because you need to be there to scare him all the time as opposed to him wanting to be the best player that he can be. All he's going to do is take a step. Well, man, if we got to end the show, but I want to thank you again for you being on. And, uh, man, hope to see you, you know, in chat time in July. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do everything in my power to make that happen, and uh, I will get back with you in the next week to say yay or nay, okay? All right. You take care, man. Thanks again, man. All right. Take care, buddy. Have a good day. Bye. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com.